Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. Mighty name, Heavenly Father, unto you be glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, I want to be dealing more with um, demons that live in people, not necessarily yourself, but people around you. The way they can be demonized and when they come into your environment they just pollute the whole atmosphere around you and um, many of us have very demonic people around our lives and sometimes what we do is that we ne- ignore them we we neglect them we, we neglect them we ignore them um, instead of casting out the devils we accommodate them we tolerate them, we give them space to function. Christianity is not a religion for gentle people. You know, there are some songs we used to learn, gentle Jesus, meek and mild. <laughs> but when you read the Bible, you don't see gentle Jesus, meek and mild. You read the Bible and the man is just wild. The man is just wild. Wherever he went, commotion. He's casting out devils. He's commanding things to come out. He's confronting things. He's calling the Pharisees woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. In fact, one of the most controversial people that ever walked on the face of the earth was Jesus. Can you imagine you just appear, young man, on the religious scene, and you are calling Pharisees whitewashed sepulchers? who love the praise of men and they like to sit down and wear their phylacteries and so on and so forth. No, I can imagine if Jesus was alive today, he wouldn't be a nice pastor at all. Several years ago, I heard my friend, Bishop Fred Ado, he made a comment. He said, if you go into any town and you want a church to attend, look for the most unpopular pastor in that town. He's likely to be the correct one. It's likely to be the correct one. Because, you see, the correctness is what makes them very unpopular. And then they will call them the controversial. And they will normally say, that controversial man of God. And the reason the person is controversial is because the majority of human beings are wrong. When it comes to spiritual things, most of the time, where the majority of people are looking, that is not where the truth is. The majority of people, when it comes to spiritual things, are in error. So the Bible said, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And then he said, narrow is that way that leads to life. So, Jesus comes and devils, the the man enters a church and demons are screaming out. They are screaming in the temple. When they went into the temple, began to cane people. That is not gentle Jesus, meek and mild. When he confronted the devil, he confronted him aggressively. I'm going to tell you some things today that will trouble you, but they will bring you deliverance. And I'm going to be using this example when Paul cast out a spirit, the spirit of the python, from a young lady. The, this lady was possessed by the spirit of divination. 
The Bible calls it the spirit of divination. But actually, it was the spirit of the python. A python is a huge snake. Or Pythios. And it was one of the names that was given to Apollo, the Grecian god. Everybody say Apollo. The Grecian god. So this was Apollo, the Grecian god, that was in charge of fine arts, music, poetry, medicine, and eloquence. I want you to stay on this and look at this thing well. That Apollos, the Grecian god, was in charge of music. So it controlled music. So music has a spirit behind it. Sometimes these days you go to Christian parties and weddings and they are dancing to secular music. I mean, their lyrics are secular. Everything is secular. The movement of their own bodies, even as Christians, is secular. As a power among Christians. And they, they don't see anything wrong with it. They, they don't see that there is a spirit behind this kind of thing. So, the Grecian God, fine arts, music, poetry, medicine, eloquence. So, even in the area of people speaking, there can be spirits behind it. So, somebody can go, these demons can influence somebody, and everybody just follows a person because the person is eloquent. And if you want, you go on Facebook, go on YouTube, check. You see somebody is very eloquent. The person is either on television, radio, or the person occupies a podium. And the person is busy speaking error and blasphemy. And when you check, when he's doing a live show, or when she's doing a live show, five point something people are following. Seven point something people are following. Ten point something people are following. And then you look at the ones that are speaking the word of God, preaching the word of God, and the people that are following are seven. Seven and a half. Three and a half people. And you are wondering, why is it that when it comes to the things of God, people don't follow and they don't listen as much as these other people. And sometimes you think it's just they are skill to speak. It's not just a skill. The thing is a spirit. The thing is a spirit. And you, you, today you are going to go into believing God that anybody around you who is demonic God will deliver you from the demonic spirit. Now, yesterday I was asking the Lord a question. What about if I'm speaking to somebody who is sitting in Borga? But the demonized person you want to cast the devil from is in Axim. The Lord told me yesterday that if you stand here today and cast out a devil that is in Axim, the devil will hear you. And I said, Lord, how? He said, can somebody stay in Bogatanga and bewitch somebody in Axim? I said, yeah, somebody can stay in Bogatanga and bewitch another person in Axim. And the Lord said, it is the same way. You will stand in Bogatanga today and disarm a major principality. 
You know what will happen? They will attempt to fly. They can't fly. They will attempt to shoot an arrow and they cannot. Listen, I declare anybody around you who is carrying a demonic spirit or anybody related to you that has a demonic spirit that seeks to manipulate you, I declare their powers impotent. Ineffective from today in the name of Jesus. Every remote control is broken in in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, shout an amen. amen. Now, so the Bible gives us the story and it talks about Paul and others. It came to pass as we went to prayer. So we are presuming that the we here is talking about Luke who wrote the, gospel, who wrote the book of Acts and the, the other believers or apostles and disciples who used to follow the man, Paul, the apostle. So it came to pass as we went to prayer. Some Bible scholars believe that this thing is not just prayer. Well, this one talks about um, where you do like public praying, like we are here now. This is public praying. Some people do believe that it was the oratory. That is places where you go and you hear some people are making oration, eloquence. They, they just go there to listen to people talking. And they are talking under the influence of all kinds of spirits. So, but Paul and others too will go to the same place and they go to speak the word of God. They go to preach to the people and then they go to pray. So, they were on the, they went as they went to prayer. I was thinking about this scripture yesterday. They went to prayer. That means our coming to prayer is a good thing. But the Christians will say, oh, if we go to church, this will happen to us and go to church and we just run away. But here are Paul and others. The Bible said they went to prayer. So today, whether online or in the, in the building, physically, we have gone to prayer. And the Bible said that a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us. So this is a human being who is possessed with demons. And, and, and Christians increasingly these days are not talking about being possessed with demons. We are not talking about being possessed with demons. We, we all look so nice. So this damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us. Now watch this. He said, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. So this lady may not look poor because if she is bringing the masters much gain, it is very likely they package their well so that she can bring them the much gain. So she's walking about, she's doing all the soothsaying and the divination. And the spirit of divination here is the spirit of the python, Apollo. This spirit re was represented by a serpent or a big snake. And Metas brought the masters much gain through her divination. Now, and this spirit followed Paul and others for some days. And as the spirit kept following them, the spirit was shouting, these are the servants of God that bring us the word of salvation. These are the servants of God that bring us the word of salvation. These are the servants of God servants of the most high God which show us the way of salvation but the Bible said in the verse number 18 that she did this for many days but Paul being grieved 
turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that same hour. We realized that Paul didn't struggle with this spirit at all. He commanded that spirit, come out. And the spirit came out that same hour. Today, you are going to command a certain spirit and the spirit will leave you alone. Let me, let, let me tell you this. If there is somebody who has been abusing you, maybe the person beats you up, the person insults you, the person maltreats you, today you will stand in this building and when you cast out that devil, it will go. A man came to Jesus with a problem and said, and Jesus said, I will come to your house and I will heal your servant. The man was lying there at the point to die. Maybe it was a spirit that was attacking this young man to kill. <clears throat> and Jesus said, I will come to your house and I will heal him. <clears throat> and the man said, you don't have to come. Stand here and speak the word only. And my servant will be, will be healed. When Jesus released the word, the Bible said that same hour, the man began to amend. That means he began to recover. You are so powerful, you will sit in this building. And when you release the word, somebody will be delivered, somebody will be set free, somebody will be loosed in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Jesus, Paul, I beg your pardon, turned around, and commanded the spirit and the spirit left uh, this morning i don't want to waste your time so i'm going to talk about two ways of discerning demons because you see until you discern the demon you cannot cast it out and the ways to cast out the devil i'm, I'm going to use some various translations of the bible and show you how he discerned the devil Somebody say agitation. Come on, say it, agitation. And say annoyance. Come on, say it, agitation. And say it, annoyance. Shout it again, agitation. And say annoyance. Now, I told you I will surprise you. You see, when it comes to discerning demons, you discern a demon because sometimes you see the demon. Ladies and gentlemen, the things in this world you don't see are more than what you see. Now, I'll give you an example. Jesus is casting out a demon from one human being. And there were 6,000 demons in that person. So you can imagine the number in the world. Now, let's say every one of us in this room, if we are occupied by 6,000, multiply it. And then those online. Now, I know you may think you don't have 6,000. Maybe yours are even 10. 10,000? Some of you, what you are carrying, that, that, and these things you carry are the things that determine the things you do. They are the things that are, oh, so you see somebody and um, um, what is the name? Elisha's servant got up and said, alas, master, we are, we are dead because we are just two. And look at this army. And the prophet said, more are they that are with us than they that are with them. And the Lord opened his eyes and saw chariots of fire 
around Elijah. That means God's angels were around the man of God. But the converse or the flip side of the coin is that demons can also be with you. So you can be in a room and you think you are alone, but there are forces in the room. Forces. You you could be living, you think you are alone, and there, there are 20 other spirits that live in the house. You know, there are things we used to do when we were children. At a certain point, we stopped doing them. When we got born again, there's no way you sit in a car to drive without praying. As soon as you sit down, Father, in the name of Jesus, give me safe journey. Lord, give me safe journey. Because you are saying, Father, give me safe journey. So that you don't get a problem on the way. But you know, the truth is that sometimes there is another driver in the car. Do you know these people who say, I got an accident, but I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, instead of stepping on the brakes, I was stepping on the accelerator. Has somebody told you that story before? Sometimes there were two people in the car, you and the other driver. And that driver, when he's in the car, he's not the driver's mate. He is the real driver. You are rather the aplanke. You are rather the driver's mate. When we're eating food, we pray over it. We are going to sleep, we pray. We are going to even shower, we pray. I have heard of people who died in the shower. Some die in the bath. They are, they are in the bath, they are just washing down. And for some reason, they drown themselves. Suicide, for instance, is a spirit speaking to somebody. And when you hear the spirit of divination, pattern, Apollo, it means that this spirit was manifesting itself in, in, in the form of a snake. Every one of us, and I don't care whether you are born again or not, find out from your hometown and where you come from the kind of spirit they worship. When your ancestors get up and they tell, and then you, you are growing up and you hear stories like, oh, as for this place, we worship dog. Ah, immorality. Filth. Some too, the thing is a pig. Many of our societies do, it is tree. In fact, if your people say they worship trees, as for lack of development, I don't care whether the thing is palm scarred. Nada. Sada, if you worship trees, you can move. And a lot of our communities, they worship a tree. Check the Bible. He said, the way the idol is, that is the way the human beings. He said, they that worship idols are like the idols. So what you worship is what you become. So you worship Jesus Christ, you become like Jesus Christ. You worship the Holy Spirit, you become like the Holy Spirit. You worship a python, you become a python. So listen, the place where they worship the python, you will notice that most of the time, what they are concerned about is food. So among my people, the frafres, when you ask them, because when the python gets up in the morning, it is just food. What to swallow? We get, we throw inside. That is it, God day with day. Mm. Yeah. 
festivals, then we eat. And because we are constantly consuming, our stomach has become our God, then the poverty follows. Some people worship rivers, fishes. So God said, I give you dominion over the birds of the air and the fowls of the earth. So, sorry, birds of the air and every creeping thing and the cattle on the earth. He's not talking about... Now, now watch this. Do you think if God was talking about just cattle or fowls of the air, what do you need dominion over a vulture for? Vulture, zigo. What, what is the point in that? Susu, do you really think God will give you dominion over, over, over an eagle in the air? What bit? Me, these eagles have been flying every time. They have no business on me. Except those of you where the bad luck is so much that when they even drop feces, it falls on your head. In fact, the day the droppings of a fowl from the air falls on your head, go for ablution and go for another baptism. It means that you, your case is serious. So, animals, pigs, dogs. You see the, the way some tribes, if they want to sacrifice, what they need is a cat. They sacrifice cat a lot. That thing goes with wickedness. Because you see, the cat sometimes, eh, that animal behaves like a human being. So, Paul is talking about animals. And he said that when you go to the restaurant and they put the meat in front of you, eat it. Don't ask questions. And that's because at that time, you could be sure that practically every meat you were buying, they had offered it to an idol. And this is why some of you believers have to go into alternative businesses. Like a Christian should set up an abattoir and make sure that the meat that we are buying and eating there are not sick animals and they are not animals that have been offered to idols am i teaching anything at all this morning you see revelation walking in the spirit walking in the power walking in the unction everybody has to have your eyes open and you know, these things I'm teaching, they are not just peculiar to just the Upper East region. You go to any region in Ghana, any part of the world, and they have their own. Oh, you go to Britain, the thing is a lot. The thing is a lot. A lot of the symbols and signs and pictures. People are carrying things, they don't know the meaning of the symbols. Any belt they wear. One day I saw somebody wearing a belt. I said, hey, what are you wearing? He said, oh, that is a design. I said, this is not design. This is the multiplication of immorality. You see people carry all kinds of spirits. They see something, all they say is a cross. And they'll put it on their chest. And a lot of the crosses I see people wearing are not the, crucif the cross where Jesus was crucified. They are wearing something called an ankh. Ankh. And it's a demonic symbol. An ankh. You see that cross they do and there is like a triangle at the at the end that cannot people wear all kinds of things they they eat all kinds of things 
Yesterday I was talking about eating and I was talking about the communion. And, and all, every religion in this world has something they eat. Festivals they celebrate and things they eat. And, uh, so this girl is following Paul and, and the Bible said every day. And, and the thing about these pythons and these snakes and these dogs and these pigs is that they have a spirit of religion. So all these things find their way into the church. And they join what we do. They are in the praise and worship. They are in the, they are in the preaching. They are in the everything. I want to encourage you people because of the world in which we are. Anything you want to patronize, you must find out the meaning of the thing before you patronize it. The various translations of the Bible give us an idea of the way Paul descended the spirit. Now, sometimes you descend a spirit by history. So, a lot of the things I'm telling you now are by history. I, I have been old enough to understand a lot of things and the way spirits move and, and, and the way they, they behave. So, um, you, can, you can know, this one is not descendant, but you can know demons by experience. So you see this and you know this is what it means. You see that, you know that this is what it means. You see another thing, you know that this is what it means. You can also discern demons by seeing them. And I've been talking, I talked about the tortoise I saw. And Prophet Yawano saw giants. And then you can hear demons. Demons, when they speak, you can hear. But what I want to concentrate on this morning is how you feel when demons come into your environment. Yao, feeling, also for Yao, feeling is part of descending. For example, you see, if my eyes are closed, I can't see, and I touch fire, I will feel the fire. How many of you have seen somebody insulting you before? Lift up your hand. You've seen somebody insulting you. You to you, Can you see insult? You hear insult, you don't see insult. <laughs> so when it comes to insult, the way to descend the insult is by hearing, not by seeing. Fire, you descend it or you know it by touching it. Or by feeling. And I know Pastor Mike by seeing him. So hearing, seeing, feeling, tasting. You go somewhere, they give you fufu to eat or kinky. You put the kinky in your mouth and you can smell a strange smell like coal tar. You are discerning that this food is unwholesome. Don't eat it. Don't eat it simply because you are shy of somebody. Oh, if I don't eat, they will say, let me tell you this. One of the things you have to learn to do in life is to say no to some things without feeling ashamed and embarrassed. A friend of yours comes and says, I want to give you a lift. You feel inside you, you shouldn't go. 
Tell the person I'm not going. Oh, if I don't go, they will say, if you die, they will say. Listen, too many people are permitted into, into your life and around you to do whatever they want to do. And you know, when you are thinking about demons, many of you are thinking about God should open your eyes to see. God should open your ears to hear. But let me tell you this, people. <laughs> I want to give you percentages. Sixty. Okay. 20%. If you have to walk in discernment, maybe some 20% probability you will see. 20% probability you will hear. But a huge percentage probability of discerning demons is the way you feel. Can I tell you this, ladies and gentlemen? The engine of a man's life is not your eyes, it's not your ears, but the engine of your life is your heart. And your heart is the place where you feel. Your heart is the place where you discern. Your heart is the place where you know things. So if you will know a demon, it is not the way you see and it is not the way you hear. It is the way you feel in your heart. And you won't. Open. Open. It's a discernment. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.